Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everybody. So glad you have tuned in to Life Point. As you know, I'm your host, Tom Doherty, and I'm glad to be your host, and I'm glad to be on the station with you. And I hope that your life is being changed and touched by the power of Almighty God. I pray you'll continue to pray for our nation, for our state, and everything that takes place, because we need God in a powerful way. I'm telling you something, times are strange. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, but we certainly know who holds tomorrow. Our Heavenly Father, guide us this day. Lead us in every way. Open our hearts and our minds to your truth. God, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for stories of old. Thank you for some of the Old Testament stories that are so pertinent to our lives even today. And Lord, how so many don't even believe some of the stories that are so fantastic. But God, they don't know the power of Almighty God. If they knew your power, they would know all things are possible in you. I pray you'd open our hearts and our minds to you. I pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, life certainly is interesting. As uh, most of you know, I've been the chaplain for the Idaho House Representative for the last 13 years. This will begin year 14. I guess I began almost year 14 because I had to go to the session last week and open them in prayer for, for three days during during the uh, emergency session. And that first day was certainly interesting with all the chaos that was around there. And believe me, folks, it was chaos. It was so loud and frustrating. But you know what? I was able to say my prayer and get out and and leave the legislators to their business. Hey, I want to tell you, I love our representatives. They are some of the finest people. We have some incredible Christians in that group, and just all of them are incredible people. All 70 of them are just fine people, and I have learned to enjoy getting to know them. But we need to pray. Pray for our leadership. Pray for our uh, chairman, Scott Bedke. I can tell you something about Scott. He is a diligent leader and a strong leader, and, you know, he keeps things in order. I'm very proud of the way Scott runs things. I'm telling you what, he is very sharp. But I'm, I, we just need to pray for our leaders and pray for our nation, pray for our president and the Congress and the Senate, and, you know, pray that we'd come together and pray for the violence that's out there in this world that's going on, terrible things that are happening. Pray that God would bring an end to this and that— People would understand we don't want to be violent people. Yes, we can protest in a nice way, in a kind way. We can say our opinion, but we don't need to cause violence. That's of, that's of Satan. That's of evil. So let's pray for our country, our nation, and certainly pray for COVID-19, that it continues uh, to decrease and that it gets out of here and that we could have a, a life uh, returning to something even better. But more than that, I pray that God would open people's hearts, that they would see Jesus more clearly during this time, and they would recognize that he is coming again. And we don't know when, we don't know the day or the hour, but we know it could be soon. And I hope that people are ready. Well, I want to talk about the book of Jonah. You remember, he had Jonah and the, he called it Jonah and the well, but the Bible says Jonah and the big fish. But Jonah, it doesn't identify the offer, but most things was written by Jonah himself, though it seems as if it's written in third person. So one can't say for positive it was Jonah who wrote it, but I don't think that's what matters. What matters is it's the Word of God, and it's God's truth. You know, we hear a lot of things in life, and we hear stories about people sharing 
uh, truths. And we need to understand that God's Word is true. It's infallible Word of God. You can count on it. But I just want to talk about a few key points from Jonah today. And I'll, uh, and I'll get to the uh, Scripture here in a couple of minutes. But, of course, Jonah fled from God. He was called to preach in Nineveh, who had people living very wicked lives, and they needed to hear about God. You know, God leads all those who will listen. But like Jonah, so many are disobedient. So many do not want to be obedient to what God leads them to do. God lays something on people's hearts, and they don't respond to it because it's too difficult or it's too challenging or it's, it's just not what they want to do. Folks, there's been a lot of times in my life there's things I don't want to do. I sometimes don't want to confront situations, but I have to. We have to do the things that God lays on our heart. Folks, we have to respond openly and honestly to God. I've heard people say they would never want their children to go into full-time ministry because it's so uncertain and not financially sound for them. I'm telling you something. Oh, I believe me, those thoughts crossed my mind. I was in a household with a pastor all through life, and it was always kind of a financial struggle for my folks. But you know what? They did the will of God, and I thought I would never do that. I was heading into other fields. I wasn't going into ministry, and it wasn't because of money. It's just because I didn't want to be like everybody else in my family, my mom, my dad, my two older brothers were pastors. No, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to break out. I didn't want to be accused of following in my father's footsteps until God got a hold of my heart and made it so evidently clear that I was supposed to go into ministry. And I said, Lord, no. Lord, I've, I've been fighting this because I, I can be a great minister in the world working as a uh, school teacher and working as a businessman. I can do all sorts of great things and maybe touch more lives that way. But no, the answer is no, this is what I have for you. I will open the doors. I will give you opportunity in the world to share me. I will give you opportunity to love people. And boy, has he ever. He gave me an opportunity, as I've told you before, when I moved to Idaho and our church was really tiny, around 50, 60 people, I got to substitute teach a couple of days a week to make a living for a while. And I got to know people. I got very in-depth in one of the school districts that I taught at, and I got to know everybody really, really well. In fact, I was asked to come and fill in for six weeks for a, a someone that's having a baby, but I, I said, no, I can't get into that much in a row. I can do a day or two a week. But I tell you what, I had the time of my life, and I've developed some lifetime friends through that opportunity. And then as the church grew, I had to step back, and I was also able to coach varsity basketball. I was able to do that. And, and God gave me many of the desires of my heart, but I was still able to minister to our church. And then God took care of us, and the church is, uh, has done fairly well as far as touching lives and changing lives, and that's what we want to be about. So I said yes to a hard call when Jonah said no. And Jonah decided to go on a cruise instead. <laughs> so, yeah, he got on a boat, and he headed away from Nineveh. But guess what? The cruise went bad, you know? You ever been on a cruise that went bad? My wife and I, about 15, 16 years ago, went out of Galveston, Texas on a cruise. And the very first night of the cruise, the winds were 70 miles an hour, and the ship rocked like you wouldn't believe. And you know something? I don't get seasick. I've been on a number of cruises. I've been, I, I don't get seasick at all or, or even motion sickness. But I and the whole entire boat was sick that night. It was crazy. We couldn't wait for it to stop, and it finally stopped before the night was over. But uh, Jonah, he went on that, and, and of course, uh, Jonah fesses up and recognizes his disobedience is causing the big storm. There's a big storm out there, and everybody they're trying to do everything they can 
to, uh, to fight the storm. Finally, he talks them into throwing him overboard. And reluctantly, reluctantly they do so. Now, that'd be hard. If somebody, you're on a ship and somebody says, hey, for this to, for this to stop, you have to throw me overboard. Man, you don't want to do that. One, you don't want to be accused of murder. And two, it just is very impractical. You don't want to take a life. But Jonah said, no, you've got to do this. And they eventually do it, did it, because God always knows what he's doing, of course. You would think Jonah would have probably drowned, right, when they throwed him in the ocean? But God wasn't finished with him yet. See, he had sent a big fish to swallow Jonah, and it did. Can you imagine? That's a large fish right there to swallow a human being. I mean, Jonah was probably 5'8", 180 pounds, who knows what, but swallowed him, swallowed him whole. Jonah was inside the big fish and somehow stayed alive, sitting in the mass of joyous flubber, probably wondering why he wasn't dead. Can you imagine that and, and, and the fish going up and down? We don't even think about that. The fish going up and down, probably going up for air and all, you know, all sorts of things and how he had to be uh, tossed to and fro. You don't hear a lot about that, but it's very interesting. That's why a lot of people think, oh, it's just a wise tale. Folks, it's the Word of God. I believe it. So Jonah cries out in desperation. In fact, I'm gonna, we're going to continue this in Jonah chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Folks, three days and three nights. That had to be the longest three days and three nights you can imagine. Can you imagine all the other fish that that fish ate probably coming streaming by him? I don't know how that worked. Maybe God didn't allow anything else to come in. I really don't know. We'll never know unless we talk to Jonah about it when we get to heaven, and that'll be the last thing we'll probably be thinking about. But Jonah said, in my distress... I called out to the Lord, and he answered me. From the deep in the realm of the dead, in the deep of the realm of the dead, I called out for help, and you listened to my cry. People of God, in the depths of what we're going through right now, in the depths of the struggles that we are having, we need to cry out to Almighty God. We need to cry out to him to to save our nation, to save our world, and to turn people to him. We need to pray for the greatest revival that mankind has ever seen, that people would flock to Jesus Christ and believe that he is a son of God and have their lives changed forever because they believe in him. You know, Jonah had some moments. He had some moments to think. Sometimes we need moments to think. I know sometimes I have to be still before God because I want to talk all the time. And say, Lord, I want to be still like David said. Be still and know that I am God. And I think Psalm 46.10, be still and know. We need to be still before God. God wants us to have control of our lives. For many people, God is waiting for this call. Listen to this very carefully, folks. God will always respond to broken heart that calls to him. God will always respond to a broken heart that calls to him. The key here is this, that calls to him, that stop trying to figure it out on their own and trust in God with all their lives and their hearts. One's life is always different when they realize there is victory in Jesus. Jesus brings us victory over sin through the nailing of the cross and the blood that was shed, the forgiveness of our sins. We are able to walk in the light of God, to walk in the light of God. Folks, are you walking in the light of God today? Have you said yes to his call? Are you listening? Well, tomorrow I'm going to finish the Jonah story, but I hope that you'll have a great day and that you will trust God with all your heart. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.